0: You're listening to Rabbit Trails. Hey, Jess. Hey, Dad.
1: How are you doing?
0: Good. Episode two.
1: Episode two. Rabbit, Rabbit trails. trails. Yeah. <laughs> so what have we been thinking about this week?
0: Well, actually, I wanted to ask you about something that I've been thinking about. mm mm-hmm. um, and guys, maybe I can process it with you. So I had a really cool conversation on Saturday night. I went to this place and um, it was like a church social thing and got chatting to this young girl there. She's just got, um, she's pretty involved in her church and she just had a whole bunch of questions about God. And so I was just sharing with her a little bit of my journey, um, kind of coming out from ballet world and my previous career and then being called into the ministry and kind of what that looked like, what God was saying. And she seemed to be pretty moved by um, by what I was saying. And she was like, well, you know, she's been asking the Lord about purpose and, like, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, this is where I am, and I, and I love serving and i love being in the church and doing all these things but like you know how do, how do i know and what is god where you know where does god want me and, and how do i know where mm. god wants me you know yeah. um those kind of questions and she asked me a bit about like well do you have any resources or something i can do and i suppose from my perspective and it's possibly roots from growing up in a house full of prophets <laughs> um with you and mom and various other key people in my life um that I was like, well, I've got two things. If you want to know, like, where, what, what to do, and and where to go in life, it's like this is before you go for a resource, before you read a book on all of these things. It comes back to I think the question that I've been asked over and over and over again my whole life is, well, what's God saying? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, what's God saying to you? Yeah. What's God saying to you? I yeah. mean, and in our house, that's that's for. That's for anything, pretty much, like absolutely anything. What should I do about this? What? What? I mean, practically, like down to the smallest thing. Well, what's God saying? Yeah. And yeah. I just realised that for some people, that can be a very intimidating question because they're like, well, I don't know, and I don't know how to start recognising the the Father's voice, and like, how do I know what God's saying? And that can sometimes, you know, seem like a really big thing because their reference point is like these crazy old testament prophets you know and like they're like but how but how do i know just about you know my career path or what are you saying about maybe this person that i'm dating or what are you saying about should i should i do this business venture should i not like just like the little everyday life things um so yeah maybe i thought that maybe we could just chat a bit about hearing the father's voice
1: dad (laughs) You know, I mean, just your conversation actually brings up so many things about that. I think, I think one of the key questions there in what this young girl was asking, uh, the question of purpose, I think that's a really key thing. I think many people, um, they pursue their career path. Because they think that in Korea, they'll find purpose, Mm, their their purpose. And I think that's a particularly um, modern and Western mindset. We we think that we get identity from what we do. In fact, for um, many Western people, um, we ask, what is your name? Mm. And what do you do? Mm. Because we want to understand who people are. But that's quite interesting because in many other cultures, that question is asked very differently. People will ask the question; they'll say, "What is your name?" and "Who is your family?" Mm. You know, and that that's really interesting because um, in cultures that are shaped like that, um, identity is linked to relationship.
0: But that's also interesting because in my Western brain, mm-hmm. immediately before I stopped it, when you ask who is your family? It actually goes to, what does your family do? You know, like, are you Mm. a family of, like, respected lawyers? Are you Mm. a family? Like, it comes from, like, job status. Because immediately, like, who is your family? It's like, well, what does your family do? Who are they? Like, that kind of a thing. Which is interesting because it actually, again, misses the point.
1: Yeah, it does miss the point. And actually, uh, one of the things that's so fascinating and the bane of most people who want to read the Bible is the Bible is so filled with these genealogies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's decided, I'm going to read the Bible from cover to cover, kind of gets
0: <laughs> He's got
1: stuck with Gets okay. stuck with, and all the bagats, you know, so-and-so begat, so-and-so, and so-and-so <laughs> begat, bagat, so-and-so. Bagat, bagat, so-and-so you know? And after a while, you're like, oh, Lord, is this really necessary? And the amazing thing is, is it is, because um, relationship um, is far more, a formal biblical way of understanding purpose. Mm.
0: But that's so cool because I remember getting stuck, I think it was Matthew 1, I think that was the genealogy, but I remember reading, going, also reading through the Bible and kind of being like, okay, I'm going to start from the next chapter. Mm. And I remember actually asking the Lord, being like, Lord, there's, there's certain things that I wish were in the Bible, you mm. know? <laughs> Why this? Like, why yeah. have you put all of this in? And I felt, and I remember him. What well, his answer. I remember he said, well, because family is very important to me. Exactly. And I was like, oh, okay, Joseph had who? Tell me about your family. You and yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. I, I don't even know how to pronounce this name. Yeah, exactly. But I'm here for it.
1: But, but this is the most amazing thing is that um, our purpose, our purpose is relational. Yeah. It's not functional. Mm-hmm. Um. Biblically, uh, you know, it's it's really interesting. Um, it says, in the New Testament, it says to us that we are to, um, give thanks, pray at all times, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember the thir- uh, the third one, for this is God's purpose for mm-hmm. you, and it's really interesting that because, um, people often Connection. will walk up and they will go and they'll go. You know, I'm. I'm uh, what's God's will for my life? Well, the Bible says it's to give thanks, to pray at all times, and y- you know, mm. uh, I can't remember the third one. I'm, going, I'm blanking here. For this is God's purpose for you. And and there's yeah, but what what job must I do? Well, pick a job, and then mm. give thanks, pray at all times, because actually, you find purpose in relationship, and and that comes back to the nature of God. Mm. So. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So at the core of God um, is relationship. And the reason that man ultimately was created was not to be a human doing. This is such a cliche. Not to be a human doing, but to be a human being. Mm. And that being is to know God. We were created to know God. And to be known by by God. God.
0: And what's interesting is also oftentimes relationship... um, uh, Relationship not depicts... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Determines... Mm. uh, But it's relationship that then determines function. Not the other way around. Like you and mom. Your relationship with mom as a husband determines how you actually behave, behave towards toward toward her yeah, yeah, know you know behave yeah. towards her yeah. um and it's not like oh you know after a while of you know living monogamously in the same house and having a couple of kids you're like you know what i'm um, your husband I'm your husband. <laughs> do you know what i'm saying yeah. you know it's, it's actually it's like no you become a husband first right. and that actually yeah. depicts him and even with friendship like determines yeah, determines, yeah even um even with friendship there's certain things that you do with a friend and you're like well why are you doing that and it's like well they're my friend Yeah. I, and I mean oh you know you don't have to do that and I'll be like no but I'm your friend yeah. so I'm going to be here and it's actually my relationship with you determines my function Yeah. Um, and so like it's purpose. funny actually
1: that makes so much sense I mean I remember my first year at university um, I I Walked onto the campus and I met met uh, a guy, uh, David, uh, Dave, David Larson. If you're listening, Dave, and I can remember um, meeting Dave. We were at a Christian meeting, and I remember looking at him and making a decision in my head. I said, "I'm going to be your friend. You're going to be my friend," and um, we are still friends to this day. Even in fact, we still you know some of my best friends is that group of men that I met on the mm-hmm. campus, you know, and me and Dave, a couple of other guys, and we just became lifelong friends. And, um, but the funny thing is, is a couple of years later, Dave and I were talking about that moment. And Dave told me, oh, he made the same decision. He remembers looking at me, I'm going to be friends with this guy. The funny thing was the, l- the longer we spent time together, the more we spent time together, the more we realized that we had a couple of things in common but we were very, very different in so many different in so many ways, mm. and um, but we had already determined we were friends, and we, you know, and that's that's n- uh, never changed, and um, we often kind of will tease each other about our differences and their different approach to things, in a light-hearted and uh, wonderful way. But I mean, Dave has been for me one of those friendships that so deeply enriched my life. Um, precisely because he thinks differently. Mm. In fact, it's actually been quite annoying on a, several occasions where um, you know I've just been in, I've interacted with Dave about something and realised how deeply, deeply wrong he is about <laughs> so many things. And it takes me about a year or two years later, and suddenly I get a revelation in the word. And I'm like, oh wow, that's amazing! And then it just sort of dawns on me, oh, flip. Dave's been saying that for years. <laughs> better not tell him hopefully he doesn't listen to this (laughs) (laughs) hey dave
0: (laughs) (laughs) um that's so that's so cool but i think but i think that's that's the key to to purpose is to know god you know that's the first and foremostly and you have to get that right first and i think in our very like consumerist um kind of culture Mm -hmm. where it's like it's about product it's about what you're spitting out. It's about how far you're up on something that you look at that person's life and you're like, oh, wow, well, they're successful. They're not successful. Yeah. This yeah. is what you're doing. And it's about almost collecting trophies and, yeah. and, and doing some things to be seen, I think, a lot of the time. Um, and I think that it's almost a hard pill to swallow sometimes mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? If I have loved God with all my heart, with all my soul, all my mind, all my strength, if I've done that, done that well, love my family, and then everything else is gravy, you know, I think God puts dreams in your heart, and I think he gives purposes to people in jobs, and in, like, even what we were talking about last episode, nation building, in doing stuff, I think that those things are there, and they are vitally important, but they come second.
1: They grow out. They
0: grow out of something. Exactly. Like, I don't think it's it's possible to love the Lord with everything and not make a difference yeah. in the world, even if it's just your family, yeah. you know. Um, well, I
1: think it comes, it comes to the second part of the question that you were talking to that young girl about. She was looking for purpose, and you sp- began to speak about the voice, the voice of God. And I think for many people, they struggle to hear the voice of God, because they they've got the wrong expectations hmm. so um because they're not coming from a relational perspective but more a performance perspective yeah. when they listen for the voice of god um they don't hear him speak or they do hear him speak but they discount the voice of god because yeah. they he's saying the wrong things in, in, in,
0: in them the in their eyes in their, yeah in their so
1: so, you know, God is, I mean, I think God's number one objective for every human life is to draw us into deeper intimacy and relationship with Him. And so I know for me, for many, many years, um, as I would learn to hear the voice of God, I'd listen for the voice of God and I'd hear Him speak. And I'd think, oh, this, no, no, I'd be like, oh, God, you know, <laughs> tell me what I need to do. And I'd hear the whisper of God saying, Nigel, I love you. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like that's the, cool that, story, bro. Yeah. That's the fluff. That's the fluff. Obviously God loves me. This is just me when he, and, um, tell me something important. God, mm. tell me something important. And actually the most important information you can receive and to know is that you are seen and known and loved by God because God is relational. Mm. And actually once you start getting that component, um, of hearing the voice of God for you in uh, your identity and your security as a son then actually it becomes here to, uh, easier to hear God for other things hmm. and um, things that he'd have you do or people he'd have you speak to
0: well funnily enough that's actually what I told her I was like okay you wanting to know God more, you wanting to find your purpose you wanting to grow in the Lord I was like okay, I've got two things that I think, that I would suggest um, I said, What you wanna do is learn the voice of the Lord. That's mm. what I said and I said this is my suggestion. I said, basically if you're in a crowded room and you've she just met me and I start yelling your name from across the room, you're not gonna pick up. It's just gonna be another another voice, another noise. Um, but it, guaranteed if your mother was in the room and suddenly yelled your name you're going to be like mom what, what are you doing <laughs> you know? you're going to pick it up and I said why is that it's because you're aware and you intimately know that voice you've got a relationship with that voice and you know it therefore you can pick it out in a crowded space and I said to her the reality is is the world and our own head is a very crowded space it's with so many voices it's got so many different things like my I don't know my my head is often very noisy mm. um, with my own thoughts and things. And, you know, there's a lot of different opinions and thoughts flying around. And sometimes that's why it can be difficult. Like, well, in the, the number one question I think you get asked when people ask you about hearing the voice of the Lord, it's, um, what if it's just me? How do I know mm. it's not just me? And how you know that it's not just you? Another thing, how do I know that I, it's not part of the crowd, you know? It's because you've learned to recognize yeah. his voice. And so my suggestion to her was this. I said, go find a quiet spot In your quiet time, before you crack open a Bible, before you open up whatever, you know, book you're reading, before you do anything else, put your favorite worship song on, close your eyes, and stop and listen for the voice that's saying, I love you. Because God is always saying that. that. Because God's always saying, I love you. That's that's Mm. how I've trained, God's trained me, let me say, Mm. because that's what the Lord taught me to do. And if ever I was unsure of something else he was saying, I would pull it back. I put it back to just being able to feel the love of the Lord, mm. feeling, feeling. Um, his voice saying I love you and then I would actually compare that voice with where, what I was hearing of the other thing mm. and I'd be like is this coming from the same place? Is yeah. this coming from the same voice? And so I told her, I was like, if you sit long enough and you do that every day yeah. before you do anything else and you just listen to that, you'll begin to get familiar with his voice so yeah. you can pick it out. And then, I mean, not to say that you're not going to read your Bible afterwards, yeah. but I said this is where you start. You want to read your Bible with God, you're not going to read Bible to get to God. Yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: well, I mean, obviously, anything you're hearing that is um, not um, contained in the scri- in the in the pages of scripture, is not the Lord. Absolutely. But I think what you what you're trying to say is that um, that God, um, God's personal reality in our lives, it's not just um, in reading the Bible. That it's not just about reading the Bible. Um, but that God actually wants to have a personal relationship with us.
0: Yeah, and just acknowledging. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously,
1: we hear the voice. We do mm. hear the voice of the Lord through the scriptures, mm. um, even through preaching and, uh, and mm. everything. I had an experience many years ago. I'll never forget this. Um, many many years ago, someone gave me a set of six tapes by um, Graham Cook, the the English prophet. And he was one of the first prophetic teachers I'd ever heard. And um, I remember listening to these tapes. He was It was his series on hiddenness and manifestation. Still, to this day, one of my favorite um, revelations. It was so beautiful. I mean, I, I remember listening to that set of tapes for the first time and feeling like um, a whole university degree had just opened up to me. That, you know, I'd got to a place in in my walk with God, as arrogant as this might sound as a young man, I felt like, yeah, I've, I've actually pretty much got a handle on this God thing, you know? And then I listened to Graham cook series and I realized, man, I know nothing. <laughs> and I listened to those tapes so much that I wore them out. You know, back in the days when we had uh, cassette tapes, I wore them out and I had to buy another set to carry on because there was, I was just drinking from it so much. And in that season, I remember um, just listening and praying and listening and God was just really ministering to me. This went on for about a year. And one day I was in prayer and I was talking to the Lord and I was hearing His voice speaking back to me. And I, I became aware of something. I said, Lord, I'm confused. When you speak to me, you sound like Graham Cook. <laughs> you sound like Graham Cook. You've, you've even got Graham's accent. Why is that? And I'll never forget this. Holy Spirit spoke straight back to me. He said, he said, Nigel, I don't sound like Graham Cook. But you've grown so used to the fact of hearing my voice through Graham that you are hearing Graham's voice. And I went, oh, do you know that since he told me that, I have never heard Graham Cook?
0: <laughs> In your head anymore. <laughs>
1: no, no n- but, it, but was an, it was an interesting thing. Mm. And I, I tell that story to illustrate something is that you know God's voice is more than the words it's more than the accent you know sometimes we recognize people by their accent or um Mm. the way they speak etc it's it's not that it's deeper yeah it's deeper than the words deeper than the accents deeper than the uh, the word choice your spirit actually recognizes God's voice yeah because the bible says my sheep hear my voice Mm. And you see that, that comes back to the original thing that I said about expectation. Yeah. If you expect to hear God, you will start to hear God. Yeah. But for most people, they don't, they don't expect. expect to hear God. They don't expect God but to speak to even them.
0: even what's interesting is I remember um, a time in life like, where it, it felt like the voice of the Lord switched off. Like I couldn't hear God. It was mm. honestly, I can tell you right now, out of everything that I've walked through in my life, it was the scariest week. Of my life, I, like yeah. honestly, yeah. it was terrifying to me because I was used to hearing God's voice and hearing Him and and all of a sudden, he, it's like He wasn't there. Yeah. Anyway, that it's part of a much longer story. Maybe we can do it in, in a later episode, no, the episode. Another rabbit trail. Another yeah. rabbit trail, but um, in that moment, the Bible was the place I knew I could hear God's voice. Oh,
1: that's so good. And
0: I spent hours reading. I, I would, could just open my Bible and just read yeah. because it was something that I was like oh my goodness like I can't hear him and uh, you know and, and and I looking back in that moment I know what God taught me so much in that moment he was actually it was the kindness of the Lord in the moment he was showing me different pathways to him and to find his voice mm. but in that moment I was like what a gift I've, I've never treasured a book more in that that mm-hmm. week than the bible because i was like it's literally ink on paper black and white in the front of my face of the voice of god exactly. written down like at any point you can hear the voice of god with the bible but i think with this girl that i was talking to um the reason i said before you do anything else is because the way she was phrasing it to me and asking me was this thing of like how do i get to god through X, Y, and Z, insert whatever. Like, it it was like, these things are are resources, ladders, stepping stones, Mm -hmm. like that I need to get to the presence of God by becoming something or doing something else. And I don't know if that's what she was saying, but when I was taught, talking to her i didn't want her to get that mentality of like okay because she was asking me do this this and this and then you're gonna have yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah and i was like no no you start with the acknowledgement that his presence is with you i yeah. will never leave you nor forsake you yeah. my sheep hear my voice you know yeah. um that whole thing of like what he is here oh but you hear you hear right now and before you do anything else to acknowledge his presence even if you don't feel it even if you can't mm-hmm. hear his voice even you can you know you are here and you're talking to me and you're saying i love you yeah. and it's just to stop and listen and that's why i said put in a worship worship m- song because it just gets you into that headspace of oh my word yes i, I love you lord mm-hmm. and you start listening for his voice and you start feeling the love of the lord and you just camp there and you're like okay there it is that's yeah. what it is and then you move on and
1: you see that again it comes to that expectation it's it's like when you know that God is relational when you know that he is your father mm. and that's revealed in the scripture he's your father he loves you my sheep hear my, are my voice mm. so you if you are a child of God you are you know one of the, the sheep of the shepherd so you need to start there you need to start with not oh I can't hear your voice but like no
0: I was made to hear your voice. I was voice. made to
1: hear your voice. I do hear your voice. Yeah. And then you wait on the Lord, believing that He's He not only uh, is he speaking, but you can hear. Yeah. Perhaps it's, it's more um, we should actually learn to realize, okay, I can hear his voice. I need to recognize
0: yeah. uh,
1: his, his voice, like you were saying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I need to believe him.
0: Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> that's a that's, biggie.
1: That's a big thing. Yeah. For me, I wrestled for many years with just a real deep sense of unworthiness, mm. and that see, there's things that prevent us that, that get in the way of hearing the voice, that crowd out the voice of God. And so, um, you know, Eli, um, he, Elijah had that experience at the Mount Mount Horeb, where he was listening for the voice of God. It's one of the most beautiful stories. And um, he's in the cave and he's hiding away. He desperately needs to connect with God. And uh, there's three things that come. And, they, you know, first, uh, uh, I believe it was um, an earthquake, uh, uh, a wind that, that was so powerful that it broke the stones. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a powerful wind. Um, fire fell. There was a shaking, an earthquake. And it says in each one, but the Lord was not in those things. Mm. And then he heard that still... Small voice, yeah. and he went out onto the mountain because the Lord was there. Yeah. And you know that that thing of reckoning. But see, for many of us, we've got these loud things mm. just shake us up. And for that, often it's like that un- that sense of unworthiness. Yeah, like we think other people are more worthy. Yeah. So we're willing to go to oh, there's a prophet in town. He's worthy to hear the Lord for me. Mm. And so we'll go. You know will you tell me what, what God is telling me? Yeah. We go to the pastor or we go to the... And, and we, we think again that that f- um, function or um, job or whatever determines our ability to hear the voice of God. So I often hear people say, well, you know, I'm just a businessman or I'm just a this or that. I'm not a pastor like you. Like being a pastor makes me more qualified to hear the voice of God.
0: Yeah. What qualifies you as being a son or being, being a, a daughter. Child,
1: being a child of God. Exactly. Yeah. And he's your father and he loves you and he loves to speak to you. Yeah. So when you shift that expectation inside of you, you begin to hear.
0: Mm-hmm. And but even in that story of like the fire and the wind and all these things, mm-hmm. I think it draws a really good parallel in the sense that when you sit down and you wait to hear the voice of the Lord you kind of you you expecting it to come mm. in something big and fancy you know exactly. like move to Saudi Arabia and start a mission base for orphaned children like you're waiting for that or yeah. you're waiting for you know this is what you need to do like these massive big things and then we can often discount the voice that's saying I love you because it's a still whisper exactly. and like yeah, yeah yeah I know that yeah, yeah. And then what's interesting is that in that moment, he identified the voice of the Lord. He recognized the voice of the Lord in the, in the whisper. Yeah. And I think that that's a key because if you can sit with the whisper, even though it's not a fire, it's not a wind, it's not an mm. earthquake, it's not these massive big things. Um, but if you can sit and you can rest, begin to recognize the voice in the whisper, mm. it means that when his voice is in the earthquake, in the fire, in mm. the wind, which we see throughout the Bible, it can and has been, mm. you recognize it in that too so like for me like you sit with that still small voice saying i love you long enough so that one day you're sitting down and you're expecting to hear i love you and you hear hey you know that business deal that you wanted to do i want you to put it don't do it i want you to put exactly 329 rand 52 cents in and you're like whoa that was crazy but it's because you all of a sudden because you've recognized the the whisper you've recognized the still small voice Um, And, yeah, sometimes I think we're expecting it to come in on something massive where actually you're supposed to just recognize.
1: And, you know, that's the beginning of learning the voice of God is, Mm. like, understanding who He is,
0: Mm. who you are. Mm. I I
1: mean, I remember years ago, Mom had this experience, and I walked into the bedroom. She'd She'd been just spending time with the Lord, and I find her in tears, and she's just, like, literally, she's bawling, and I'm like, okay you know like as a husband it's always like is this a good one or a bad good one thing. you know I literally just
0: spoke to a friend of mine and she said her hubby walked in and she was just in this puddle of tears and he's like oh are we crying again and I was like to be fair sometimes being a woman I even look at myself in the mirror and I'm like women
1: <laughs> so anyway I was like okay am I in trouble or
0: is this good tears, is this good bad te- tears? Yeah.
1: and so I just took in my arms and just kept quiet for a while, which is a very smart thing. That's, bit, that's husband 101 a little, right there. little
0: rabbit trail for y'all out there.
1: And I just held her in my arms and, and let the sobbing subside. And, and I was like, um, yeah, well, where, what's going on? And she said, I was just talking to the Lord. And, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what do you call me? What's your name for me? And the Lord said... <laughs> I call you, beloved. And she said she had always known that. She she obviously she knew that God loves her, but that in that moment, where the because his, his voice was speaking in her soul, mm. there's such a different encounter that you have when it's you read it on the page, you hear someone say that oh, God loves you, etc. But all of a sudden, she heard the voice of the Lord speak it in her soul Mm -hmm. and just something came undone. Mm -hmm. And it was so moving and powerful that it literally changed her from from that moment. Interesting thing was like um, a little while later after that, I was over at Bethel Church and um, I was in in a service and a man sitting right behind me. Uh, are, are, he was very prophetic I'd never met him before he taps me on the shoulder he says would you mind if I pray for you and I'm like yeah sure go for it and he prayed for me but he prophesied over me and it was the wildest thing he had five words of knowledge in a short prayer <laughs> he called out um, he, he called out um, I can't remember if he got my name I think he did it. yeah I think he got my name called my name out Then he said, uh, the date of my birth, 22nd of May, uh, 1969, called all those things out. And I
0: can't remember, there was something else as well. I Mm. I think I remember this. He caught my name, remember? That might be the name we're thinking of.
1: Yeah, it was just the wildest, wildest thing. My mind was tilting. (laughs) And um, it was a wonderful, wonderful encounter with the Lord. Anyway, the next day, I bumped into him again. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. Would you mind praying? for my wife she's not here with me and you know i said her name's debbie and you know i should have like kept that but i didn't didn't. (laughs) anyway interesting thing was when he began to pray over her he prayed with a particular resonance and he started with um debbie i love you and then he said all the rest And I remember bringing the prophetic word back home to mom, thinking, well, it wasn't as spectacular as mine. Mm. But the moment I played it to mom, she just started crying. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on? She said, it's the funniest thing, Nigel. The last couple of months, every time I go to the Lord, every single time, that's how his voice starts. He starts by saying, Debbie, I love you. And then he says the other things. But there's not a single time. And she it's it got to the, sta- uh, to the point where I began to wonder, is this just me? Because it's every single time. It starts with, Debbie, I love you. And then halfway across the world in a coffee shop in Bethel Church, this random man starts by saying, Debbie, I love you. Mm. And, you know, this is, this is coming back to our original point. It's that thing of learning to recognize His voice. Yeah. Whether it's coming through uh, the pages of the scripture, whether it's coming through your experience, and you can have experiences where a th- a something that happens... Speaks e- to you. Speaks to you, literally. Yeah. And you can hear the voice of God out of uh, out of that. Whether it's through a prophetic word, mm. through a, a sermon that's preached. You know, song on the radio, Song even. on the radio. Um, I, I've had moments where God literally speak to me um, out of movies. Yeah. You know, there'll be something in the movie that I, reckon. Okay, whoa, the Lord just spoke to mm. me. And it's um, coming back to be expectant yeah. for your to, Father yeah. to speak to you because yeah. he's speaking all the time. Mm. And the thing, last thing, mm. the thing about the voice of the Lord, it's supernatural.
0: Yeah,
1: And, and what that means to us mm. is that it is super. Natural. Natural, yeah. Yeah. It's natural. It's, it's natural for you to hear his voice, yeah. but it's supernaturally natural.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing, is to build that baseline. I think that's, that's just been a practical help for me, is to build a baseline of to sit quietly with him and to just listen to him, express his love to you, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, so that when you are listening to a song, watching a movie, something like that, that when he does speak to you through something, that random or crazy or a, you know whatever that you're like oh well wait hold on that felt the same as when mm. and it's just building up that baseline mm. that 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 thing to in a sense compare everything else i know that this was god so when something else happens you're like oh that was the same as and yeah
1: yeah well it's been great spending time uh, with you jess and with everyone on the podcast can uh, i just ask you guys if you found this helpful why don't you drop us a comment, Mm -hmm. uh, drop a like, forward it on to uh, your friends, say, hey, this will bless you um, so that we can get this podcast out. And, um, yeah, listen, if you want to know more as well, um, why don't you pop on to Amazon and get our book, It's a Beautiful Life. We have a whole chapter on this that will be super helpful to you. Talking
0: of resources, yeah yeah there you go dad we hope you guys have a lovely rest of your day or evening or morning or yeah wherever wherever you are are, yeah hopefully it's not the middle of the night send us a comment (laughs) yeah and send us a comment and let us know if you enjoyed it bye bye thank you for listening to rabbit trails tune in next week to listen to our next podcast